0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 3rd, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The fiscal cliff is coming and its very existence as a probable scenario creates uncertainty destructive to our economy. So says Michael Munger, professor of economics and political science at Duke University. We spoke last week. What do you think is the most important element that is missing from the discussion about this fiscal cliff? these rising tax rates and so-called spending cuts. They're actually quite meager. But what is the most important element missing from the debate?
1: Well, I think the the hypocrisy of both parties in Congress is what I find astonishing. The reason that we're having economic problems is not that we're, having, we're not sure what spending is going to be or what taxes are. It's uncertainty. So the problem that – business people have is they're not sure what tax rates are going to be operating under. They're not sure what government programs are going to continue. They're not, they don't know if, a, if you're a defense contractor, you're not sure if that contract is going to extend into the future. You're not going to hire anybody. So we need to pick something and settle on it. The problem is that politicians, and I guess you can't blame them in a way, you can't blame a dog for eating out of the garbage. These are the incentives that we create. In order to get reelected, you need to be crucial, and so the the simplest example I can think of is the minimum wage. Why don't we just index the minimum wage? So apparently, there's some agreement we need an, a minimum wage. We don't index it. That way, every three, four, or five years, one side can say we're going to come to you and save the minimum wage. We're going to raise it, and the other side can say we're going to save you. We're going to prevent it from being raised. Raised. So the, the two sides actually have a kind of gentleman's agreement not to get these things settled. And long-term, that creates ongoing uncertainty. Milton Friedman famously answered a question about taxes, I think, in a way that surprised some people. They they asked, what would your ideal tax rate be? And Milton Friedman's answer was, the one that we have right now, whatever one we have right now. But it has to stay that way. We have to have a commitment to say, this is going to be our tax rate. Now, uh, in the this debate, they talk about how the –
0: January 1 is, is a magic date. That is, this is when all these things change. But my thought has always been, well, to the extent that business people are making plans for the future, they have seen this date coming and they have either delayed or foregone investment because they're not sure what kind of rates that they'll be paying and they're not sure if, if they earn a higher profit, if they'll be able to capture the bulk
1: of it. This is going to be like Y2K. January comes around and we're all waiting for the apocalypse, and absolutely nothing is going to happen. So, what may happen is that we're going to pay a growth penalty, but you said it well. We've already paid that growth penalty. We've paid the growth penalty because we're uncertain about what's going to happen. So, that's already capitalized in investment decisions, that's already capitalized in stock prices, and in hiring decisions. So, nothing new is going to happen on January 1st. What might happen is over time, Um, if it turns out that the uncertainty is extended. Probably what's going to happen is we'll have some sort of Band-Aid solution that will allow the two sides each to preserve their fundamental mythology. So the Republicans will block a tax increase and the Democrats will get through some spending increases. It's going to be the status quo, and we all recognize that something's going to have to be done, but not now. And so it's just going to be hanging fire. And
0: it's worth noting that the – spending cuts and tax increases such as they are uh, were a Band-Aid solution a year ago.
1: There's a, there was a product advertised about three years ago. I don't know if it ever went into production, but I think it was called the money munching clock. So for people who were unable to wake up on time, it was a way of making sure you'd get up and go to work. And so this clock you would put over across the room and you could press the snooze button if you wanted, but you loaded it with money and it had a shredder. And it would, you could hear it noisily sh- would shred one of these bills at a time. So if you had to get up on a regular day, maybe you put three ones in it. If you really, really had to get up, you would put five twenties in it. So it's a doomsday machine. So this was supposed to be the, the Budget Control Act of 2011 was supposed to be a doomsday machine. The problem is Congress cannot tie a knot that Congress cannot untie. The other half of
0: this is the fight over raising the debt limit, which uh, – Congress, of course, did uh, last year as well. But the fight over that was Democrats saying, well, look, you can't – the reason we got our credit rating downgraded was because you would – all of this hemming and hawing around the debt limit increase. Every bit of evidence I've read from credit rating agencies says that that is not why the debt, uh, the debt was downgraded by, for the US.
1: That's a great question. The answer is complicated. Let me see if I can be brief about it. There's a difference between a credit rating and the amount of debt. So if I go to a bank and I say I'd like to open a line of credit, he looks at my financials and he says, I'm going to give you a credit line of $250,000. And then I borrow $30,000. So I actually have a debt of 30000 But my credit line is $250,000. The United States has an enormous credit line with the world. Now, it's true that they downgraded our debt rating, but that's because we don't appear to have any kind of political ability to reduce the rate of increase of spending, but we have plenty of credit yet in fact to to support what you just said, right after the downgrade, the yields on our bonds actually went down. The price was bid up we, we We have this sort of complacency because the euro is all dripping with Greece and Italy and Spain as long as the euro is in as much trouble as it is, people are going to continue to hold dollars and dollar denominated sovereign debt is as safe and uh, a place to put your, your money as, as anywhere else. So the, the, the downgrade had nothing to do with – no, the only thing that caused the downgrade was a lack of political will to reduce the rate of growth of spending.
0: Michael Munger is professor of economics and political science at Duke University. You can read more on the fiscal cliff and economic uncertainty at our website, cato.org.